0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's the full forty with Chris and Rob, part of the Nova Insider Network. A Special edition of the full 40. Yes, it's a Sunday night, but it's a special edition because Villanova gets to play April basketball. Before we get any further into this, Rob, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I mean, this is crazy. I can't believe we're about to embark on this journey yet again. I'm absolutely thrilled. Continuing my now tradition, we can't change it to this point. I've got tealing. I'm rocking the tealing. Let's just get it going. What do you got?
0: I, uh, I I kept the Johnny blue. I, I started it on selection Sunday after we got our draw. And uh, it worked that week. It worked last week, it worked this week. So don't change
1: I'm, if it ain't break, broke, don't fix it.
0: I am not gonna change a goddamn thing. That's so right. fuck yeah. Let's go. Fuck yeah, let's go. Woo! Um so guys, guys, we're in the fucking final four. Okay. <laughs> Somehow. Okay. I, just, I mean it, it is even it is an even year. We should expect it's an even year. It is an even year. Um, you know, it's within five to six hours of Houston. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> so I think we got to expand this. Like, you know, it's not just Texas, it's also just the general South.
1: going owns the South, I yeah. guess
0: so. Kind of like a Gulf Coast owning. Um, whatever it may be, we're in the final four again.
1: Phenomenal. And
0: and what a final four to be a part of. And we'll get all into that Holy a little bit later. Cow. Yeah, unfortunately, we do have to start um, on a down note. Yeah. So we, we just learned just a couple hours ago that Justin Moore officially learned. I think we all kind of surmised, kind of knew the whole nine yards. Um, we all kind of knew. That, that Justin Moore tore his Achilles, um, and which is pretty much, if we're being honest, the worst possible case scenario. Yeah, I think when Justin Moore went down, everyone should have pretty much expected that he was not going to play next week um, based on the fact that he was on crutches, he was in a boot, he couldn't walk. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a heroic feat somehow to play next week. Heroics, I don't even go to describe it. It makes it sound like he has... He has... Um,
1: no, it, it would have been a, a medical miracle. Like, yeah, yeah. first time ever in the history of Achilles his injuries.
0: Yeah, like, they would have had to investigate him for being, like, Wolverine or Deadpool at the very least. So, like... Very so, true. Yeah, so, like, there's no magical, you know, healing powers there for Justin Moore. Um, so, I, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty much the worst-case scenario. Rob and I, we've talked about this before, but, like, you can get, like... Six months is like the miracle recovery yeah. time, um, but more often than not, it's twelve to eighteen. Yeah. So this is like this is this is terrible. I, I am absolutely fucking gutted for for Justin.
1: Yeah, and to me, it's I was absolutely crushed. You know, you're obviously from a team perspective, it hurts the team, and you're obviously disappointed that he he misses the final four, which is such a unique opportunity. But that aside, it's it's a bigger thing for me just because it is such a significant injury. And yes, people thankfully come back from this, you know, Katie obviously had this and has been able to come back very successfully. And you hope Justin comes back the same, but it's, it's a huge call it what it is. Like it's an inflection point in his life, right? You know, if he's out for a full year, well, a full year takes him to the end of March next year, he's probably not going to come back for a tournament. So I don't know what that does. If he then comes back the next year, if he doesn't try to come back because he's getting older, but any way you cut it, this is a a huge point in his life. And obviously we we don't want to be too much of a downer on, on this podcast because there's a ton of great stuff to celebrate and we want to celebrate the the whole team's efforts, but it is, that to me, was just, I was, you know, I was at the bar last night after the game. I was so pumped up, but I was just genuinely really, really disappointed for him. Um, You know, a guy who's put in so much work and is obviously just such a program guy. uh, It really just sucks to see that.
0: Yeah. I had the most, I said on Twitter, like I, I literally felt every emotion. I I can't recall a time that was like, I feel every literal, every emotion in the book um, that I did last night because he goes down and I'm just like a mess Yeah. at the same time. We're about to go to the final four, which has only happened seven times in our school's a hundred and so year history. So this is not like a common occurrence. It's becoming more common, right? 13 uh four and 13 years, uh three in six tournaments. Like it's becoming more common, like call spade spade. Yeah. But like, but like this is this this is a thing that's crazy. Like this is like not a lot of schools get to experience this. Like, and yeah. we've experienced it a lot uh recently. So 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 like I'm happy because of that. I'm absolutely jazzed. Like we did it, we overcame it. I was happy for this team. Colin and Jermaine came back for this. Justin uh, stepped up in his role, they allowed him that space, like we talked earlier in the year, he said he wanted to be a killer, they allowed him the space to kind of grow into that killer role, yeah. and just to have him, uh, him in particular, like to, 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 to lose that opportunity was, was just, oh my God, it's gut-wrenching, Damn. absolutely gut-wrenching. And like, and like, look, this is not a shot at Justin at all. Like, like I, I think that Justin is going to make a full recovery and, and find a way to make it back. But like, we could be a year and a half until we see Justin Moore on the court again. And like, I hate to think about that as a worst case scenario, but you kind of have to be realistic about, about stuff like this. Like, and it's going to take him time to get used to playing through it, etc. cetera. Yeah. If there is a guy who I trust, And if there's a program I trust to guide him through this recovery process, it's Justin Moore and it's Villanova. And so, and so, and so I'm going to look at them. I'm going to spin this a little positively for just a second, because this is going to be in a year and a half when we write the next chapter in this story, so to speak from like a fan perspective, because he's going to have a lot of chapters in the next 18 months. But when rewrite start to write the next chapter in his story, for Justin, it's going to be a really fucking cool story, Yeah, right? Like it's going to be an awesome story because he is going to get healthy. He's going to do everything he can in his recovery. They got John Shackleton, Shaq fit himself is going to help guide him through this whole entire experience. Jay is going to do everything that he can. They got the best, you know, sports site guys. They got the best team and the best culture to put this really good like situation in place around Justin to get him right but we'd be lying if we said that the next 18 months are going to really suck for, for, for Justin. And I, I, I just feel for him. I really do.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I don't think there's a whole lot more we can say about it um, other than, you know, we're thinking about him, obviously it totally sucks for him, but um,
0: I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded of that Thanos meme where like from, from, infinity war where he snaps his fingers and then and then and then he's like well what did it cost and it's like everything
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's like,
0: true. like it's kind of how it like it's kind of how it feels like right now yeah. it's it's like it's like when we won the when we won the final four we won the elite eight game and made the final four or hosting the trophy cutting down the nets and i'm like my mind's spinning i yeah. can't remember i can't remember a time where i had that like like tomato soup for brains after watching a Villanova game that we won.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So,
0: um, it's crazy, but I, I think that's all we can. I I don't want to spend too much time. Yeah, on and,
1: we, and we don't have a, we don't have a, a lot of additional information anyway. So yeah,
0: we don't know how long it's going to take. We know he's going for surgery this week. Uh, we know he's not going to be with the team down in New Orleans because of the surgery um, and the recovery from it. Uh, so, so that's good. It's getting it's getting treated quickly. You got diagnosed quickly. It's gonna everything's gonna happen fast um, for the, you know the time being before the recovery period uh, you know takes its takes its course. Yeah. But that being said, before we go any further, this podcast is brought to you by Homefield, um, and Homefield is the provider of vintage gear, the good brand, um, based in Indianapolis. Um, the brand has brought a 14-piece Villanova collection to the market. I am wearing currently right now, I love this shirt. And I know, Rob, I know you love this design too. I, the, I love that one too. The, to. the, the okay. dinosaur letter Villanova. Um, it's a blue shirt with white lettering. This is like the Carrie Kittles era. And I wore it personally because this reminds me of Carrie Kittles. Guess where Carrie Kittles is from? New Orleans. Okay, so there you go. That's why, I, that's why I got it on. Homefield has a little something of everything for everybody. Um, I've been wearing them all tournament. I've been wearing them all biggies tournament. It's brought us excellent, excellent fortune. And so, and so you got to check it out. If you're a first-time customer, use the code FULL40 to get 15% at checkout. And check out their Twitter page because they're a great Twitter handle. Um, in addition to everything else. Um, I'd be interested to see. They've been putting out new deals, new designs, new shirts for everybody. It, just keep a lookout. I'm not saying, I'm not making any promises because I don't know, but just keep a lookout at Home Field Apparel. Um, check it out. It's, it's awesome. All right. We've gotten the Justin Moore talk out of the way. Oof. We've talked yeah. about Home Field, who's awesome. Now it's time to let's have it. some fun. Let's, let's have go. some fucking fun, guys. We're going to the fucking final four. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. my gosh. And,
0: and and I want to start here. Like like we're going to get into the game recap of the, against Houston. But just like we know the final four now. Villanova versus Kansas at 609 next Saturday. And immediately following that, it's Duke versus UNC. And I know the talk on Twitter is like, oh my God, do U- UNC and everyone's going to have Coach K final season, throw up vibes the whole entire nine yards. But the other not the other thing that's going on on Twitter right now is, is like, yes, there are responders who are not giving us respect. And yes, we have Justin Moore's injury. So we're not expected. We're not the ones who are favored to win this thing. But we are being talked about as like, wow, this is like, the blue blood final four and like, and, and all the media members out there and everyone out there is saying like, this is the blue blood final four. This is the matchup of some of the most successful programs in college basketball history. And before we got on Rob, I, I, I had to say, I was like 10 years ago, is like the also ran in this, in this conversation. Yeah. And now it's like, we're a formidable program that people are like, wow, these, I mean, uh, totally. look, two titles in the last six years, like, like this, awesome. this, this is one of the teams to think about.
1: What a difference a decade makes, right? So we were talking about, you know, the 9 Final Four. We were the nice story in that. That, that Final Four had Michigan State, it had UNC, it had uh, UConn already in there. So a lot of programs that had multiple titles. We were just happy to be there at that point. Nobody thought much of us. And a couple of years after that, obviously, you all know the story, you know, Villanova Swoon. You know, there's a lot of chatter, like, is Jay going to stick around? Is Jay going to get fired? All of that. And now we are just totally night and day. We are just on par. And I think a lot of people would argue of late, you know, a better program, certainly than Kansas. We've had obviously had Kansas's number for, you know, the past probably six years at this point, which is awesome to say. Uh, Jay Wright owns Bill Self at this point. And we're definitely on, you know, in recent memory, on equal footing with UNC. And, you know, Dukes, Dukes, I think, kind of a little bit in a a tier by themselves. But we absolutely belong in this group. And we should, as a fan base, we should absolutely appreciate just how far we've come. Embrace it, man. I got to say, Watching the ticket prices, it was wild, right? Watching the ticket prices today and yesterday as the games ticked off and said, okay, we got Villanova, fine, all right, solidify a little bit. Duke, big jump. Then you see Kansas, another big jump. UNC, it's just like the ticket prices rise and rise because people are excited about this. This final four is crazy. Like, if you would have told people at the start of this tournament that this is your final four, I think pretty much everybody says, yeah, sign me up. This sounds great. Maybe people sub out Gonzaga, but you know, whatever, you're splitting hairs at this point. This is an all-time great Final Four that people will talk about for years to come because of the teams that are in it. And look, call it what it is, they're going to talk about it for a long time because it's Coach K's last ride as well, too. And Villanova has a seat at that table. And you know what? We're going to fuck up this party. Coach K's last ride is going to end with us. I have a question
2: for you guys. Then if you're so excited to be included in the Blue Blood nomenclature right now um i paid ten dollars for that word on (laughs) thesaurus.com um um, what do you say to a guy like andy katz who goes on live television and says you know there's no way shape or form that villanova is a blue blood
0: look not that i I,
2: I personally really care we're there so i I don't If we keep winning i don't really care what you call us i posted this on twitter
0: i don't care i honestly don't care my point in saying this my point in saying this is that people are talking about it as the Blue Blood Final Four, and we're in a conversation that people are talking about and having the conversation about Villanova being in that conversation. Right. Like, like compared to several years ago, we weren't there, period. <laughs> right. Like now, now it's a situation. Now it's a situation where where like there are 358 schools in division one three hundred and forty five to three hundred and fifty of them would trade places with Villanova's program today. Right. Like not that, not not right now. Relative to this. I'm talking about program. They would change their record books to Villanova's. Today, immediately, three hundred and forty five programs. So so like Villanova is an elite program. Um, It's become more elite. We're in the discussion. I like the blue blood, new blood, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a new era coming in college basketball. That's the thing that's the takeaway from this final four, in my opinion, before we even enter it. Coach K is retiring. John Shire's got a lot of work to do. Hubert Davis. Yeah. He took UNC to a final four in his, uh, in his second year. Like that's pretty first impressive.
2: Year. First
0: year. first year. Sorry. In his, in his first year, that's pretty damn impressive, right? Like Bill Self is going to be a part of this conversation for a while, but these coaches are starting to get older. Beheim's aging out Bill Self's aging out. Kay's aging out, not Bill Self, um, Tom Izzo's aging out, Kay's aging out. Like there's a new wave of coaches. Jay's going to be here for a little bit longer. Like, and so, and so Villanova is the preeminent program kind of in the go forward space, like right now. And so Villanova would, a lot of schools would trade places with Villanova.
1: Yeah. You, you know what? I, I agree. It doesn't matter. You know what you get for being called a blue blood? Nothing. You don't get a banner you don't get a contract you get nothing other than being in the conversation what you get is the tv contracts you get the attention you get the coverage on espn by being a good program by having the wins you get the banners by winning titles that's what villanova does we win titles we get invited to top tournaments we get the best recruits we have an energetic fan base and that pays pays dividends for our degrees as well too so Call us a blue blood. Don't call us a blue blood. It absolutely doesn't matter. The fact that we are in the debate because somebody's always going to say no, right? Literally, it doesn't even matter what the fuck you're debating. Somebody's always going to take the other side of it. As long as we're in the conversation, we've absolutely won. Compared to ten yeah. years ago, night and day.
0: We have yeah. we have won the past decade. That's I, it. I would actually posit, don't make us an official blue blood. Keep debating it forever. Yeah. Like like let's yeah. continue this debate like for a long time because I hope that somehow wedged in between the absolute suck off that's about to go, go, go this entire week with coach K and, and this Duke UNC game that there, that there is a conversation around is Villanova a blue blood, please talk about it by all yes. means. I'm, I
2: welcome the conversation.
0: Yeah, totally It'll be
2: the break that everybody needs from that. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> suck off as you, as you said, <laughs> yeah. we'll be the, will be the, the, the commercial break that everybody gets annoyed by. Yeah, oh, that's no, correct. Man. So So, uh, look, I want to
0: get more into that final four in in just a bit. Let's backtrack a little bit. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I want to talk about the Elite Eight game, this beautiful masterpiece of a 50 to 44 Elite Eight game that we just witnessed. Okay. It was. What does what John Rothstein say? Virginia basketball a thing of beauty? Like this was a Virginia game. <laughs> it, it really was, was. It, and you know what? It was absolutely beautiful. Um, this was two teams executing defensively at a high level. Villanova shot like crap. Houston shot like crap. Houston actually shot better than Villanova did. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> not not from three, they didn't. <laughs> not not from three, and not from the free throw line. Uh, oh God, so, yeah. so so so. We finished, we won the game with 50 points. We won 100 points scored in this game. This game was a root canal. We knew it going in. Another root canal, Jay called for it. Jay got the better of Kelvin Sampson. We won this game because we beat Houston at their own game because it's also our own game and we've been doing it better and longer, okay? so So they tried to play our game, And we took it right to them. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, we punched them in the face and they lost their plan. Their entire game plan was offensive rebound, crash the boards, go crazy on defense, play a lot like play, play like with a lot of intensity, hand check, do everything that you possibly can, right? To make the other team uncomfortable. And we made them uncomfortable. We came out hot. Jermaine hit that first three. Jermaine's also our Alpha Dog of the Week. I'm just going to hand that award Jermarch, out. Alpha Dog of the Jermarch, Week. Alpha Dog of the Month. Of the Jermarch, Month, Jermarch, easily. Yeah. March. Samuels, Alpha Dog, period, end of story, award, handed out.
1: Yeah, it, it was really interesting. Obviously, I, I totally agree with your point in terms of us making them flustered. They did, defensively, they executed their game plan very well. They absolutely smothered Colin. I don't think he's been that taken out of a game probably since Baylor. I want to say, and I think he was even more involved in Baylor too. It was ooh, I just got a, a USMNT update five one. I think that makes us qualified for the World Cup. Which I big, think it does. Anyway. Sorry, I. Woo! It's all right. It's all right. Love big, that. Big love news. Big news. Them. Yeah. Big weekend. Um, They absolutely clamped down on Colin. Colin could do nothing. And this was also different than one of the other games we had, I think, a few weeks ago, where Colin was held to zero points but had 10 assists. He only had one assist the entire game. So he was basically in just don't turn it over type mode. But this game ultimately came down to Jermaine Samuels being able to create and come through in the clutch. He was huge to get us started and was really attacking the rim. He's been attacking the rim all month and just running by people because that is what he does. That is what his distinctive skill set is. He is bigger. He's generally faster than people and can just body them to the hoop. So Jermarch, keep doing what you're doing. And obviously, huge add tip to Caleb Samuels. It wasn't an efficient night shooting. But the only other guy we had in double digits with 12 points also came up with some big buckets, huge, huge energy that he brought and has continued to bring. He's going to be absolutely, obviously he's going to be absolutely critical in the next game that we have coming up, but I think we're debating, I think he might get, he's at least in contention for the Shack fit man play with his block that he had. I think it was in the first half. I'm not quite sure. Um, But anyway, those were the two guys who absolutely got done for us. And hashtag a huge effort. Send yeah. Caleb home. We that's sent right. them home, baby. We sent him send home. Caleb home. Absolutely playing in front of his his hometown. Will return to Tulane and the Nolans. I like my Nolans, my Creole Nolans. Like my Nolans. That's,
0: that's, that's awesome, man. Way, that's way to great. go! I think I, na- go. I
1: think I nailed it. Here's nailed the thing:
0: it. I want to split the Shack Fitman play of the week ago. Okay. There's that block that he had, which I thought was cru- clutch. Um was Obviously, crux. had some good crux. crutch. <laughs> just crutch. whatever. Oh. Mm. Um, but in addition to that, I want to talk about Caleb from another perspective. Uh, sorry, I want to talk about the team from another perspective. I want to give a, a team shack fit to the guys for going 15 of 15 from the free throw line. Okay. Unreal. Houston went nine of 14, five points, not quite the difference in the game, but, a lot of the game <laughs> like, like that's a big difference maker and we've talked about free throws with this team from the get-go we talked about on our preview that if there was going to be a difference maker that free that houston team is like 300 and like 20th in free throw uh shooting percentage in the country that could hurt them they shot 64 percent of the line we're the best free throw shooting team of all time <laughs> yep. the goat free throw shooting team and and we went 100 from the line yeah. Difference maker. And you can tell that because of our intensity, because of our reputation around free throws, you could tell that Houston got sped up in what they wanted to do. They got they got a little bit shook in everything that they were doing defensively, etc. They got shook because they knew that if they kept a, they had that if we had that lead at the end, that they couldn't overcome it. They knew it.
1: Yeah. And this is one thing that I think you mentioned a little bit. People have been saying, oh, like we got lucky because they shot one of 20 from three point range. And look, one of 20 is historically bad. And there were maybe a couple open looks in there that they missed. But I want to call it full credit to our defense. Most of the looks they were taking were really tightly contested. And I contrast that with 2016. And you and I have talked about this. We've talked about this before. In the 2016 Elite game, elite Eight game against Kansas, Villanova always gets a lot of credit for making the game ugly, for playing great defense. I actually attribute that game a little bit more to luck because they missed actually a number of wide open looks, like nobody even on the same side of the court type looks. There were basically none of those, maybe one of those in this game against Houston. Our defense was
0: on point the entire game. This has a lot to do with the fact that we took them out of what they do, okay? They heard footsteps all in. Even when they had open looks, you can tell that they were rushing. They just, they felt us. We, they felt our presence. They, they like knew that we were there. They were nervous that they were gonna get blocked. They were nervous that they were gonna make the wrong play. And sports can sometimes come down to simple psychology. If you try to play to not lose, If you try to play to not make a mistake versus going out and executing, you will lose. And that's what happened to Houston because we made them feel that way. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. We took away what makes them unique and, and we, and we executed it to perfection. And so, I mean, what, what more can you say? I mean, what more can you say about this team? I I said this on the spaces last night. Jay, this is Jay's, one of Jay's best coaching jobs, but Jay is also the best coach he's ever been because of a factor of experience and time and whatever. Jay's the best coach that he's ever been on top of that. You have a toughness factor in this team that might be tops, might be tops in the Jay Wright era, which is saying something, right? <laughs> like, but like, like I have to go back to like, when I think of like tough Villanova teams, I have to go back to like 2009, which we compared this team to, yeah. to think of a tough, team that won on toughness yeah right like and and not toughness alone but like a lot of it um that team won on toughness this team wins on toughness right so like you have you have toughness you have elite coaching and then a third factor is game plan discipline i've been making this point all tournament i've been watching a ton of these games and you see teams get undisciplined with their game plan, not not Villanova. Other teams get undisciplined with their game plan to a particular game. You saw it today in the Miami-Kansas game. Miami executed their game plan to perfection. Kansas came out, punched them in the mouth, and all of a sudden Miami could not hold on to their game plan. It did not have the discipline to hold on to their game plan, and Kansas ran away with it like it wasn't even close. This This team has the best game plan, the combination of, Great coaching, toughness, and game plan discipline. This team has the best of it in the J Wright era. And I really mean that. And, like, like this is not me saying this is the best team in the J Wright era. This is not me saying this is the third best team in the J Wright. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and debate that right now. We got to wait until they finish. But my point is that those three factors, this is the strongest I've seen of those three factors combined in any given Villanova team.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, last quick note. I just want to loud over it again on the game recap. Just appreciate what Jermaine's doing right now. He's playing easily the best, most consistent basketball we have seen him play in his entire career at Villanova, bar none. That has been the, I would say, the talk track we've had on Jermaine for years has been if he can get consistent and perform consistently, the ceiling on this team gets so much higher. And the consistency you're seeing right now is exactly what you're talking about and the ceiling that you're seeing this team hit right now is rising because of that. So we're finally seeing it. The timing couldn't be any better. So I absolutely appreciate your march right now.
0: Fifteen and nine versus Delaware. Seventeen and eight versus Ohio State. Twenty-two and seven versus Michigan. Sixteen and ten versus Houston.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think he had one foul yesterday. I think he had no fouls the game before, and he's playing matched up against big guys and absolutely playing incredibly. Disciplined basketball. He's so, shooting. like, huge hat tip. Unreal. He's shooting fifty percent from three
0: uh, during
1: he's, the he, He's Jenkins It's awesome. He's Jenkinsy. It's great. um
2: uh, So, quick question then: If we've had your January and we've had your March, what are we gonna? Is it Jerp Roll?
1: Jerp <laughs> I don't like it. it. I don't like what it? it. What is? What can is? we keep? Can we keep your March? I just think we go with your march. Let's keep going with your march. It's
2: just your march until it doesn't, the run it is doesn't over. become
1: it doesn't become April Madness. So we're just going to stick with it's just Dramarch. Yeah,
0: fair. like 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 we jokingly say let's April Nova after let's yeah. March Nova, but like everyone still says let's March Nova. Yeah. So we're going to stick with your march. Your march. All right, fair yeah. enough. Fair it's official. Enough. Um, but we have to think about like, well, okay, if someone goes off, who who gets the April tag? <laughs> sure. uh, like you well, know, Caleb. Like Caleb like could be Mister April.
2: April.
1: Caprol. 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 I like it. I like it. Um, especially yes. I mean steals. that also if,
2: works for Colin and Caleb. So true.
1: if they have some steals, it'd be great because then it's like a caper, you know. But anyway, all right. Well, that's that's enough. Terrible. That's problem. terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's, what that's what I'm here for. What I'm here for. All right. Should we should we move along?
0: I mean, we we should move along. I do want to say um, I want to talk a little bit about one player. And this is not a past fucking ball war of the week by any stretch of the imagination, but we got a lot of conversation on our spaces last night about this particular player. And that's Brandon Slater. Mm. Um, and the question has been, where's Brandon going? Like what's happening with this guy, etc." <sighs> so I want to point out two games, the two games against the big 10 teams, they got him in foul trouble. And so he never really got going in those games. Um, he has not filled up the box score at all. No. That being said, He's taking open shots. He's not doing anything out of the ordinary on offense. He's not forcing anything. I've never sat there and said uh, Brandon made a play that hurt us just now. Yeah. I haven't sat there and made that comment. You just look at the box score at the end of the game. You're like, wow, he's not on it really. Yeah. And so and so you, you feel like maybe a little disappointment, but he's over there helping guard their best other team's best players. Uh, he can guard all five positions. And, and he's doing all the right things. He's just not scoring because the team doesn't need him to score. Like, yeah. we've talked about this. Samuels and Slater have somewhat a little bit of competing – not competing, but overlapping skill sets. And Jermaine's going off. Yeah. And so as long as Brandon isn't forcing anything that he shouldn't, and as long as Brandon isn't, like um, – doing anything out of the ordinary or making any like mistakes offensively, I'm not going to sit there and kill the guy. Cause it's not like he's playing bad. He's just not, he's just not like scoring wise at the level that you want him to be. Well, I got to tell you something though. He's going to have his opportunities because, because every team's game plan is cover Colin, cover Justin, right? Jermaine has benefited from that. Yeah. Jermaine is now going to be the guy that everyone goes to cover instead of Justin for obvious reasons. Yeah. That's going to leave Caleb and Brandon open to make plays. And so we're going to need them to convert in the final four, but we haven't needed him to do that. The other thing I'll note is that Brandon Slater had a plus 11 plus minus on, um, during the Houston game. I read that somewhere. Uh, So, so it's not like, like he, he's a positive factor here. I know plus or minus is obviously a, is a, you know, is a flawed statistic, but he's not killing us out there by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he, you're right. He's going to absolutely have to step up and I don't think putting up a, a two point stat line against Kansas is going to get the job done for us. So yeah, he's been able to hide a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to hide. I want to see him attack the hoop against Kansas. He's been, well, I'd say he hasn't killed us. He's he's definitely been hesitant, a little bit trigger shy at times, and even a little bit hesitant to attack the hoop. So I'd love to see a little bit more of that change coming forward. But you know, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. So all right. Um, so we
0: we we win the we win we win the Elite Eight game. I just want to talk one thing about this culture of the program thing because everyone's now talking about it again. Like, oh my God, Villanova basketball. It's stuff we know. Right, like culture of the program, et cetera. But there was a couple of things that I just got to highlight. We win the game. Colin throws the ball in the air after we win the Elite Eight game, and he immediately and the entire team runs over to Justin Moore to consult. Like that was an incredible moment. Like, like that was that was crazy. Colin in the after in the aftermath gave this beautiful like speech in the press conference about how about how he knows what it was like to be in that situation. He didn't want his teammate, his brother to feel alone in that moment. Like, Oh my God. Like, it was just like waterworks here, um, you know, in North Jersey for me. <laughs> like I was, I was, I was so, I was like, wow, what, what an incredible leader. Like it was just empathetic. He understood his position. He, he, he made sure that he consoled his team teammate it was leadership. It was empathy. It was like, you know, it was it was class. It was he wanted them to let him know. He wanted Justin to know that he was everything about this team, and yeah. and he's a big reason as to why they're there. The whole line. I just I just loved that. Like, and maybe this is me being like, oh, we made a final four, so now I'm going to eat up all the sappy crap. Like, sure, I don't care. Kill me about it. I don't give a shit. Like, no. this is this is fucking awesome.
1: No, I mean, look, it, it's something to celebrate about this program as as much as what their on court success is, and I think that's something to be really proud of as an alum too. Is just not just what, what has been built, but how it's been built as well, the character of the guys that have come through, how they carry themselves both on and off the court. And this is, I think, just like a perfect example. I don't know. I feel like I'm a talking head though at this point. It's like a media narrative. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't but, care. I don't but, yeah, care. I'm yeah, sticking with yeah, the media yeah, narrative. Yeah,
0: whatever, I'm whatever. sticking with the media narrative for one more thing. One more thing on the media narrative. The end game interview with Jay Wright and Jermaine Samuels was a sight to behold. I had never seen Jay tear up in a mm. post-game uh interview or any type of interview in this situation like jay's always been stoic and whatever and it's like you know the the joke when chris jenkins hit the shot that he doesn't react like the whole nine yards like Jay, like jay's always been like this like you know like you know you know not terribly edgy guy like it's yeah. kind of like a there's like a good vanilla uh, yeah yeah he gets interviewed and they ask him, uh, they ask him, Ali LaForce asked him um, after the game, she was just like, you know, what makes, you know, what, what makes this final four special? And he grabbed Jermaine like, and, uh, and basically hugged him and said, these guys, he's like, these guys coming back to do it. It's like amazing. And like, you could see Jermaine in that moment. Like, I really want you to, I retweeted and just go through the TL. Um, and you could see the, you could see the retweet of it but like Jermaine leans over and like smiles. And it was like a moment of like, I I don't know how to call it other than like love because, because you can tell in that moment, Jay was so proud of Jermaine, like so proud of Jermaine and Colin and, and everything that this team had accomplished. Jay's been coaching these guys for five years, right? Like, and he's probably like just, been all over these guys like for their entire career like doing everything they can to coach these guys up.
1: Well, it's and, it's it's pretty cool to see it come full circle, right? They're freshmen, yeah. they're they're bit players on a national championship team that goes down to Texas and wins a title and now he's able to coach them and bring them back to their own final four and have them do it. Like as, you know, I'm not a parent, you're a parent, but like I would imagine as a parent like literally seeing your effectively kids grow up like that and take that next step and take that leap on their own has got to be just so satisfying. It's like, you get it. Like this worked and like, we built this together and yeah. that's, that's fucking cool. That's like, so, so Nicole and I were talking yesterday, you know, we're going down to New Orleans. We'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, you know, obviously we, we want to go see the guys and we want to win. And some people were like, Oh, you know, are you going to, are you still going to go and no, Justin's hurt? You know, maybe you don't have as good of a chance. And we're like, yeah, absolutely like we want to go and we want to have a good time but we also want to go out and support those guys and like show them that this like this university has their back we're going to go down there we're going to make some noise we're going to show them that they care like we know that they bust their ass every day and obviously we benefit from it and they should know like they should know that we appreciate it so i'm super jazzed for them super excited for what jay's built and obviously like pumped to go down there and support them
0: yeah the other thing i'll say about it too was not only jay's teary-eyed reaction he got choked up in the moment that was cool to watch but the other side to the coin is Jermaine looked at his coach with a sense of like love it was like it was like in that moment and I'm not saying it was right in that second but like it was Jermaine showing that he appreciated genuinely appreciated probably all the tough love because you know we we've talked we've had former players on the podcast whether it's on the podcast or off of it offline everyone talks Jay is hard on these guys. Yeah. Right. Like, and it, and it fosters excellence, right? Like, because, because you need to like iron sharpens iron type of situation, but like, like you talk, you hear these guys talk sometimes and they're like, man, he's just so he's tough, man. He he'll just ride you until, until you get it. And, and you could see that in that moment, Jermaine like understood. He's like, my coach did this because he loves me. Right, like, did it because he wants me to be a better person, better man, better, better player, etc. And it's all, it's all paying off. And like that cool moment, that exchange there was like really special. So, really cool. Really cool. All right, I, we gotta move off the sappy shit. I want to move yeah. on to the fun shit. Yeah. Um, should we talk about New Orleans? So we're going to New Orleans, baby. Bourbon oh, wait, wait.
1: Street. Wait, Let- before we go, should we do our other? Let's do our other ad Go ahead. All right, so. In addition to Home Field, this episode is also brought to you by the Roundhouse Band. So the Roundhouse Band is, I can't say enough about them. Chris and I have raved about them on some of our previous podcasts as well. Amazing, energetic, nine-piece band. Doesn't matter what the occasion is, wedding, corporate event, fundraiser, special occasion, they have got you covered. Unique blend of sounds, customized for your guests. They know everything that you want to hear. Whether it's the old classics, whether it's the hits from today, you tell them what you want to hear, they will absolutely get it done. And I'll tell you what, they can get everybody out on the dance floor. The events we've been to with them, you've got the old folks, you've got the young kids, like everybody's there, everybody's having a blast. So they absolutely get it done. So look, whenever you're ready to create some timeless memories, no matter the occasion, the Roundhouse Band is absolutely your answer in the tri-state area. Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, they have got you covered. So for more information, visit them at roundhouseband.net. That's R-O-U-N-D-H-O-U-S-E-B-A-N-D.net. And when you reach out to them, you can actually get a 10% discount when you mention that you heard about them on the full 40. So again, Roundhouse Band, no matter the event, they have got you covered. You've got to check it out.
0: So I, I'll just add on to the end of that, that uh, we've, we've talked about this on prior episodes, but yeah. having seen them perform live, these guys are legit. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering, are they going to go to New Orleans Jazz Fest? Like, you know, Ooh, I don't know. I think can we get roundhouse at New Orleans Jazz Fest. <laughs> maybe stretching a little bit on the jazz, but yeah, might, be a, maybe, uh, uh, a uh, might be a little stretch, bit of a stretch, might be a little bit of a stretch, but if you want to have a wedding, I yeah. have anything else that there's your go-to. Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's have some fun, baby. Final four. Let's go. Go oh, to no. new Orleans, baby. Woo-hoo. No easy. Yeah. Love the it. home of Caleb Daniels. He's the home back. of Caleb Daniels, the home of Gary Kittles. They went to the same high school. I bet you'll hear that talk
2: track.
1: Oh my God. Week. Ad nauseum. Ad, n- ad, ad nauseum in the Villanova
0: so space. No one else is going to hear it until we play.
2: Um, but hey, did you guys actually know that Caleb Daniels is from new Orleans and he actually went to the same high school as Carrie Kittles. Who I didn't was also know that. Oh Did you know that? Did Rachel, you know crazy.
0: people forget this, but Phil Booth scored 20 points in the 2016 national championship game. And a lot of people don't know this. Chris Jenkins, mom taught him how to shoot.
1: Unreal. The Unbelievable.
0: Thing, the things you learn. Wow.
1: If only we were a blue blood, people wouldn't forget.
0: The yeah. more, you know,
1: the more, you know, yeah.
0: Star. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful um nola chris what do you know about nola um the french quarter bourbon street beignets <laughs> like, yeah I, um, that's about all i know about it uh, it's, it's weird this is a city that i haven't been to and like rob you and i have been a lot of places for bachelor parties and whatever been to nashville yeah. been to vegas um Uh, We've been uh, we've been to Chicago. We've been to like a bunch of places between Villanova. We've traveled to Kansas City. We've traveled to Houston. we traveled to San Antonio. Spent a hot minute in Austin there for a second. Uh, You know, we've been places and 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 yet New Orleans hasn't come up. You know, it's funny.
1: I I will admit I haven't been all I haven't been all that jazzed to go to New Orleans. (laughs) Hey, get out. (laughs) Uh, Rachel you and I are
0: doing the rest of the podcast Um,
1: I haven't been all that jazz to go to New Orleans for whatever reason which is funny because I do have a couple a number of friends actually who are from New Orleans went to school in New Orleans and raved about it so this is obviously the perfect excuse to go to New Orleans Um, so I don't know a whole lot more about it other than the few things that you mentioned I was trying to look up some fun facts about it obviously Mardi Gras first Mardi Gras celebration held in the 1800s masks are mandatory on Mardi Gras floats. I'm not going to give you fun facts. I was going to try, but they're actually not that fun at this list I was looking at. So anyway, we can move along. New Orleans, what I will say, this is what I have already learned about New Orleans. It seems that they have about the same number of flights flying into and out of New Orleans as they do as into and out of San Antonio. Oh if you've God, been trying horrible. to book flights or trying to book hotels, you know how much they have filled up in the past few days. It's crazy. Also kind of blows my mind. I don't understand why these airlines aren't just like, jamming some more flights down there like you know the final four is coming you've got to look at these air traffic patterns every year and there's just a huge balloon when you know the teams are good but anyway so i don't know should be an interesting experience a little bit of warm weather get us out of uh you know out of springtime into a little bit late springtime summerish i guess
0: we'll see how it is but anyway we're going to be there uh, uh yep, yes Yes, I just figured this out, but I apparently am going. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> um, it's been it's been a hard road to figure this all out. Um, I mean, candidly, with an eight month old, by the time I get home, um, and 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 I got a lot of work to do uh, this week to make it up. Uh, but this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough situation, but we're managing. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. We're going to provide, we're going to be
1: doing like content all week. This is actually a good listener note too. We've got a few episodes coming out this week. So you've got to stay alert as we're dropping those. We'll obviously be pushing it on social. Then when we get down to New Orleans, we will be doing some stuff. We're pushing out some stories, just giving folks like the rundown of what's happening. I don't know. We'll see how good it is, but I want to see you guys. Quantity of quality
2: i want to see you guys have a crawfish eating contest please
1: oh wow
2: you you mm. versus chris wow mm.
1: Mm. that's that's interesting it is interesting I'm i don't down. know if any i mean i'll give it a shot crawfish <laughs> kind of creeped me out though because they're like oh no, no they're like
0: huge shrimp
1: they're like huge shrimp yeah but that's awesome me
0: that's 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 fucking incredible
1: can like, we pick, I, can I definitely we pick like could pick like a different like a different
2: Fish? You want to have a beignet eating contest?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I do. Want, want okay, I, been, I do yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. want to yeah. have a beignet. If you, you contest. don't know,
0: if you don't know, Rob's all. Rob's a marathon runner, and if he wasn't a marathon runner, he'd have all the diabetes.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> he percent. Hey, watch,
0: watch it. Watch it. I am not making fun of. I him. have all, <laughs> all the type, two diabetes. All the type yeah, two diabetes. Yes, yes, All of the self inflicted kind of diabetes, yeah. because Rob eats all of the sweets. There's yeah, I. Sure. When I lived in the city, I lived across the street from Dunkin' Donuts, and there wasn't a time. Where Rob walked into my house without a donut. It's very, it's very true.
1: It's like <laughs> yeah. didn't matter. Didn't matter the time of day. It's like oh, it's like yeah. not ten o'clock at night recording the pod. And like oh, I got some donuts. Also,
0: also like when you're drunk eating. Every normal human being eats like pizza, fries, dude, chicken so fingers, chicken nuggets, whatever. Rob's eating sweets when he's it's, drunk. Cookies. He just crushes cookies.
2: Dude, I actually did so get crazy. a front row seat to Rob's sweet tooth. We were at Crompton Ale House for the first game of the Big East tournament. And you had gone to the game, Chris, and Rob Rob and I and Rob's wife, Nicole, stayed around. Uh, and we ordered dinner. Rob ordered this chicken that, like, literally was, like, killed on the oh farm, brought so that, to the restaurant. It, it took, took so long to make this chicken, but he got it eventually. But he also ordered, like, a huge, like, slice of, like, chocolate cake, I think it was. Which, which
1: was terrible. But, like, <laughs> Crompton's a great bar. And their food is actually very good. Their desserts were terrible, but.
2: The chicken was really good, though. Amazing. If you're ordering
0: a chocolate cake.
2: That's
1: uh, no, no, what I mean. I, I asked for it. I asked, for it. I asked for it. I asked for it. It's you get what you get. Totally on me.
2: But that's what I mean. Rob's sweet tooth is such that he will order a chocolate cake in a bar and just, yeah. you know.
1: I'll deal with I th- it. That, Rachel, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Very, that was that's the point.
2: All
1: right. We are way off topic. Uh, New Orleans, we're excited about it. We'll do a beignet eating contest or some other delicious sweets. I'm totally down for it.
0: I'm in. I'm in for all of it. I'm in for the whole entire nine yards. This this to me though is like I want to talk about this. New yeah. Orleans is the best city of of the final four sites that we've uh been involved Houston, in. San
1: Antonio, New Orleans, Yeah, yeah like is, like
0: yeah. Houston was great and there was a lot of reasons why I liked Houston. But like Houston's not that great. No, no, yeah. no hold on. I mean Houston the experience that we have was oh, great. okay, of course. Yeah. Same. Like like we had some good barbecue. Like we had we had there were some good good bars there like little Woodrow's comes mm-hmm, to mind mm-hmm. what's that other bar that we had that was the villanova bar actually dogwood dogwood, dogwood, dogwood was dogwood. good like there was um irish cowboy that place mm-hmm. was dope like there was a lot of cool bars there with the outdoor scene and the whole night totally. yards there like like we had fun with uh we had fun with houston for sure yeah. um the uh but but like houston was so spread out yeah. and it felt like it felt really like an expanse like to get anywhere felt like this massively long Uber ride. Yeah. Um San Antonio, what it had in proximity, we could mm-hmm. walk pretty much everywhere. They did have some good bar scene, et cetera. They had a water burger, like like Whataburger, like right in the middle of town, like whatever. I also just thought it was kind of kitschy and so and, kitschy. Yeah. And had like a Times squarey feel to the river walk. Like the guys floating and Jay told a cool story about this and how they were exhausted. And didn't even want to do it this week, but the guys floating down the river, like all along the river walk, that was an awesome scene, but, but San Antonio wasn't the best city. Like wow. new Orleans has some culture to it, has some life to it. It's, it's a, it's a cool place. Like, like there's good food, there's going to be a lot of packed bars. Yeah. You got Bourbon Street, which is obviously gross, but also awesome. But like, there's a lot to New Orleans to really appreciate. And so I'm excited to go to a city that has so much culture and, 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 and stuff to it. Yeah. So I, I think that this is a great host city. Obviously, Indianapolis hosted last year, fans couldn't go, but like, I would never be jazzed about going to Indy.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's that's a totally fair comparison. I like the breakdown. I actually don't have a whole lot more to add to it. So, hat tip to you on that one.
2: Yeah. So my, no, brother went to, my brother went to IU and I remember they went to Indianapolis for, they went to Indianapolis like once for something. I think it was like a Pacers game. Um, and my brother came home and we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, how was Indianapolis? He's like, they call that shithole fucking city like that's not a city <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like that's not a fucking city
1: it's amazing uh
2: Ooh. says the kid from like you know just south of new york city
0: fair enough awesome all right so we got um so we talked about new orleans i'm excited for that i do want to talk a little bit for a moment about just advice to people mm. go if especially if you haven't gone to a final four yet, go, you won't regret it. You're going to do all the crazy things to get there. Yes. Find all the ways to spend less money that you can to possibly get there because we've already looked at the tickets. We've already looked up the flights. It's absolutely outrageous to get there. I'm telling you, find a way, find a way in the door, find a way to new Orleans, do it. Like, Rob, just going through like some of the things that we've done over the years to get to Final Fours. Yeah, like like in Houston, we got a flight direct into Houston, which was cool. Yeah. But then on the way home, but we also had to fly in like Thursday morning. Like it was crazy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but on the way home, at like like hungover as possible. Like we get I I got on like a 7 a.m. megabus. Right. That took us from Houston to Austin. I thought I was gonna die on that bus Dude. Like just to fly home from Austin. We had like a we had like two three hours in Austin. Got an awesome burrito <laughs> on the University of Texas campus. Then took an Uber to the airport and flew home. That was crazy.
1: I did sixteen. My flight. I was oh my gosh. That's when I was like that was in the mode where I was really trying to kill it at work and I was in consulting and. I remember my flight out to Boston was Tuesday morning at, I think it was like 6.30 AM. I slept maybe 45 minutes because we were obviously out partying, closed down stuff at, I don't know, whatever time it was, like two or three, probably went back to my hotel room for a half hour, just like threw my shit in the suitcase and went to the airport. was zero productive that day, but it was absolutely worth it. And then- San Antonio, because San Antonio is also a small city like New Orleans, we had. This was crazy see, how we this, got there. Yeah. We flew
0: we, into we, Houston. Yeah. Drove from Houston to San Antonio. Yeah. Which was like a three hour, four three, hour drive. Three, yeah, it was like four hour drive. Yeah. Right. Then we had to drive from Houston. I'm yeah. sorry, from San Antonio to Dallas. To Dallas, was like yeah. a five hour drive. It was so long. We listened to like eight podcasts on the entire on that round trip. That, that was ride. that was when we stopped at was it Bucky's or whatever. Oh, no, we stopped at Bucky's, which was yeah, uh, a place with awesome fl- really cool. That place is fucking dope. I love. it. Is that it.
1: just in Texas? I wonder if they have it in yeah, New York. Yeah, that's it's Texas
0: thing. That's a Texas thing. Um, when well, we stopped in Bucky's, we we go home from Dallas. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, and this time it's looking like I'm flying into Houston again. I haven't booked the flight yet, but Goodbye, like baby. Goodbye. Thursday, Thursday night, maybe we'll see Thursday early. It doesn't matter. I got to find a way to work all day, but flying into Houston, mega bussing over, maybe doing that. Um, like there's some cheap ways to get there. I just looked out of Newark, right? So Newark is a pretty good spot from Philly, from, um, fr- from Philly or from, uh, or from New York. Like you get to Newark, Connecticut, wherever you're coming from, um, from the Nova Nation, Newark's not a bad Newark's not a bad place to fly from. I'm getting to Houston for like a hundred bucks, which
1: is crazy. Which is crazy
0: because to get into New Orleans, I don't even think there's a direct flight there anymore. There, there may not be at this point. Yeah,
1: like I mean, I, like also a hundred dollars to travel that distance is crazy. You should just do that just because you can. To
0: <laughs> just, I'm gonna oh. do that and then I'm gonna fly home and yeah. then fly to New Orleans.
1: What, what are you doing? So now I'm just going to Houston as a cheap flight. Why? Wow. Yeah. I gotta get some barbecue. It's, okay. it's, just, it's cheaper than the Uber. I was gonna go to the Upper East Side. Just enjoying
0: side. the friendly yeah. skies. What's so yeah. bad about that? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna take an Uber to your place, Rob, but I'll just go to Houston instead. It's okay. <laughs> oh, so, so I mean, look, there's ways to get there. Figure it out. You got Houston. You got Memphis. You got Atlanta. You got um, Jacksonville. You got Tallahassee. You got uh, Mobile. You have you have you have cities in the region. Baton Rouge, whatever it may be. You have cities in the region. Find a way to get in the area. Drive the rest of the way. Whatever you guys got to do, do a road trip. If you're a student, do a road trip. Rob, you road tripped to to Detroit in the Detroit. 2009 Final Four.
1: Way back when. Yeah. yeah. That was a little stopover in Pittsburgh, the old parents'
0: house. That was a fun one. But but do you regret a moment of doing it? Absolutely not. Yeah. Of course not. No, so, and Rachel, you've had an experience at the Final Four.
2: Oh, yeah. So I was uh, a senior in 2016. And uh, the nice thing was, and we got confirmation on the Twitter spaces the other night that or last night that they still do in fact do this was so the NCAA reserves an allotment of tickets for students for the schools to like give to their students and they're $40. So and if you win the if you win the final four game, you get automatically sent like via email your ticket for the championship game at zero extra cost. So you actually end up paying $20 for a final four game and $20 for a championship game, which is insane value. Like, come on, it's incredible yeah, value. So, so if you're a student and you are able in oh your lottery score, cause that's what it was based on um, in your lottery score. And you get that email saying like you're in the top lottery scores and like you will get an email Before This has probably already happened at this point too. Now that I'm thinking about it, but buy that ticket, just buy it. Cause that's what I did. That's how this whole thing started was I bought the $40 ticket. My mom was like, it's $40. You're not going to waste that much money if you can't end up getting there. Like it's only $40. So we did that. And then I was supposed to, we were, we were driving ourselves crazy, looking at all kinds of flights. I was supposed to go apartment hunting, uh, because I was really close to getting a job in DC like for after graduation. And so I actually was down in DC and I was like, well, why don't I just fly out from BWI? Because nobody was really flying out from BWI. It was Syracuse, like Syracuse and Villanova were a little too far North. And then UNC was a little too far South. So that I felt like it was like kind of a forgotten, got a decently priced flight. I think my mom also had some expiring air miles that she needed to use, which helped. Right. Uh, then, so I flew into Houston, got a direct flight, like, but I flew in like super late. Like I got there at like, I don't know, like midnight. And a friend of mine arranged for his cousin to like pick me up at the airport, super sketch, right? Like, I don't, I've never met this person. So this guy like picks me up at the airport. He lets me stay in his apartment for like the one night. I actually had Quiznos, which I hadn't had in forever. I forgot. Oh, that still it. existed? Oh. You know, well, that's what I said. I got food poisoning that night. So maybe if you see a quiz oh, no, no. and you're like, whoa, this still exists, don't eat there. But I got food poisoning that night um, in this random dude's apartment. So that was also fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm, I'm dying right now because I'm thinking of the scene from 21 Jim Street where she, she's like, oh, let's have a pop quiz nose. <laughs> That's
2: an obscure
0: reference, but I'm just like, I'm laughing dead. Yeah.
2: No, it's a good reference. That's a great movie. Um, so, yeah. So then my, like, my, the next night my friends flew in. So we had gotten an Airbnb. We stayed, there were like four or five of us, I think. We, this guy clearly had put like a mattress in an extra room in his house and then listed it on Airbnb at an exorbitant That's Airbnb. so terrible.
0: And there were oh four God. or five
2: of us, I'll never forget this, like horizontal on this one mattress because it was like a hardwood floor. Like where else were we going to like oh lay? God. And there was no like couch or anything. So it was just, and like we kind of like threw a blanket like (laughs) this is so terrible but we were 20 and we didn't really give a shit you know like we were just and then we went and we had a great time I mean Houston was a fun city because there were there was barbecue and you know you just there was a lot to do between the games I never I mean as students we like lined up and we were the the for the the championship game like we got there super early so we were in that line like in the fan fest area for like 10 hours probably yeah. like we got there like as early as they would let us stand there like we got there and we were like i was like in the front row what and like on the side that chris jenkins like hit the buzzer beater so off. good so
0: a- 100% amazing the
1: budget
2: 100 worth it the like- budget
1: the budget thing reminds me it's like the student because when we went in 09 we were, we were students and it's yes it's a great deal because the university gives you basically a free ticket but they don't cover your lodging so i remember no. when we drove out you know, we, we were, ours was in Detroit, like great city to host the Final Four. It the it, it, terrible. It's like it's two thousand nine. It's the height of the financial crisis. Two thousand yeah, two thousand nine. Um, Did we
2: get a cheap room at a closed down like? Yeah, warehouse? It, it was it was a <laughs> it was
1: a best it was a Best Western. It was absolute trash. We walked in there. I I think we still paid a couple hundred dollars a night for it because like the rates were just crazy. We walked in there. It was like you know, it's a motel. It's ground floor place is dirty as shit absolutely reeked of smoke we're like went back to the front desk we're like you know can, can we get a different room it like smells like smoke There's like no like no that's that's not an option you, you, you often, will sleep the there like you will sleep there i'm pretty sure nicole didn't sleep that night like knowing her now she's probably like i don't know she probably like found a gun and was like no one is fucking coming in this room right now <laughs> um, it was terrifying but we, we survived clearly i mean
2: anyway, but yeah like, the things
1: you do the things the, you
2: do. the things you do and <laughs> if you're it's a, it's so much easier. The other thing that I was thinking about, like when I, cause I've been trying and you guys know this, I've been trying to find a way to new Orleans. And yes. I think at this point, it's just like two, it's just so expensive. Like a hotel room is like, you know, 400, 500, $600 a night at this break. So it's just, I just unfortunately don't think it's going to happen for me this year. Hopefully Villanova will just make another final four, like next year or the year after. And we can like reset. And, you know, I'll be making a little more money by then probably too. So it'll all be fine. But um, it's, you will never have like the luxury of basically having nothing else to do, right? Like when you're in college, like, yeah, you go to classes. Yes, you, yeah, you might be busy. But like at the end of the day, like your time is yours and yours alone. And you can really decide like how you want to spend that. Um, and you will not regret making the trip. Um, rent, like. Chris has said this on the spaces last night. You can rent a bus. Like if you get 15, 20 people, if you're in a frat, you're in a sorority, you're in a club, you can rent a bus. You can charter a bus like, and split between a bunch of people. It's not that expensive. You can.
0: You have more agency than you realize. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly.
2: Like you have, like, you can make it happen. Like, I think my year was the year a bunch of guys rented an RV and they drove an RV down. I love that. Um, Like it's, and, and the best part is like, it might suck for like the six hours or seven hours or whatever, like you endure it for, but the, by the time you get there, you're just so happy to be there and just so excited. And I feel like after this, like the, like the shitty, like COVID years that we've had sure. the past two years, like just go, like, if you yeah. can go, just go like you 100%, 1000%, I guarantee you on your deathbed will probably think about it and go, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah,
0: go, absolutely. go and butter up an alum. They will absolutely pay for your drinks.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. awesome. Maybe even your
0: flight if you catch we got a game right to play. Time. we got a game to play, don't we? we? I guess we do. I guess we do.
1: Should we talk a little bit about the game?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we know the overcard, if you will. The nightcap will be Duke UNC, and everyone's going to talk about that all week. That's why the full 40 exists, ladies and gentlemen to talk about Villanova and Kansas, that classic scrappy underdog game. That's right. <laughs> that no one's talking about between, I don't know, schools that have won six plus national championships, the winningest program of all time in Kansas, the winningest program of the last six years or basically like top three in that regard. Like, you know, just that game just happens to be the undercard. And what other scenario would that be? The 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 worst game of the two, that they put it in a non-primetime slot. But here we are. Crazy. <laughs> so so you have the two schools, the two private schools in Duke and Villanova, who are probably the best vil- private school programs in the country. And then you have, and then so Rob, you were talking about pricing before, right? Like you had those two set last night. Just to be followed by arguably two schools, minus Kentucky, two of the top three with the biggest fan bases in the country. Period. Yeah. Like on top of that, and 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 all of the success that these schools have had, these schools have had have won nine of the last twenty one championships. Like crazy insanity, right? They won nine of the last twenty one, and so and now it's going to be ten of twenty two. Um, it's not so, bad. So not bad you add all of that together and you have a final four for the ages yeah and we're a part of it um we get to play kansas the kansas jayhawks familiar foe we saw him in 2016 in the elite eight so i'm in 2018 in the final four we won both times in the intervening years um we yeah, lost 1819
1: played him in 1920
0: Yep, yeah, we lost them at Allen Fieldhouse. We returned the favor. Jermaine, big game Jermaine was born. He had a buzzer beater. Not a buzzer beater, sorry. An end of game. There's like shot two seconds left. Ahead. Yeah. yeah, three-pointer to go ahead. Um, and we won that game versus number one Kansas at the time. So we're, to my knowledge, three and one in the last six, seven years uh, versus versus Kansas. I think I got all the games there. Uh, I think so. I think that's right. Uh, and so – here we are. We meet again, a familiar foe. You know, oh, we, you no, know, you forgot Battle for Atlantis. Battle for Atlantis. I said six or seven. Battle for okay. Atlantis yeah. was in 13-14.
1: Uh, yeah, but still Bill Self. So another, yeah. another victory for Jay over Bill.
0: Another victory for Jay. Then you have to go back to 2008 where we got throttled <laughs> by, by Kansas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in that game. And then we exchanged victories in a home-and-home home series back in like 03, 04, um and then that was that was Williams though right what is that Roy Williams though uh yeah that
1: was the Roy Williams era
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's right anyway
1: anyway so long hit point being long recent history with Kansas which like you wouldn't necessarily expect but here we are there there's a real kind of rivalry I I would imagine Kansas fans feel it we as Villanova fans may not feel it because we've just kind of been smoking them in the games that oh no
0: I think Villanova fans feel like there's a rivalry here Bruin I I agree I, I think so
1: yeah. I mean, um, I, I like the thing, but we also smoke them. It's kind of like the St. Joe's rivalry. Like, oh yeah, it's a rivalry. It's cool, cool, cool. We, we just crush you all the time. It's no big deal. I love it. I love Can't, it. I love Kansas fans probably like, fuck you, we're the winningest program ever. I'm like, yeah, what what have you done for me lately? So like,
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so KU, we got to play the Jayhawks. And, and this is a loaded team. They're the last number one seed standing in the tournament they're the best team left on Ken Palm. Ken Palm has us as one point dogs um, to, to Kansas, though that does factor in no Justin Moore injury. So now we know we got a Justin Moore injury. Yeah. So I'm interested. To, I think the line will probably end up being like five, three, four, five in that range without Moore. Um, but but it's going to be hard to handicap this, this game. Yeah. Without Moore, you don't know how this is all going to shake out. Supposed to be a – this is interesting because Kansas plays a little bit different than they have in years past in years past, we used to be able to kind of slog it out with them. And the 18 game is a little bit of a different story because that team was, our team was just so like otherworldly yeah. elite um, that we played at a faster tempo than we do any, that we do now. But, but most of the games that we play versus Kansas are like root canal slog, like, like rock fights, but this Kansas team wants to get up and down the court. And so, and so they are the 61st fastest team in the country. And if you watched their game versus Miami today, uh, Providence slowed them down. Creighton kind of slowed them down. But if you watched their game um, today versus Miami, Miami was able to slow them down, spurt at times when it was advantageous to them. Because Miami also doesn't love playing totally slow. But they were able to spurt at times in the first half, and they came into the half with a six point, six seven point lead. And then in the second half, Kansas sped them up they got them going. Miami had no game plan discipline, um, and and so Kansas, uh, Kansas steamrolled them in the second half because they started getting up and down the court, turning them over, etc. Kansas got a great offense, they got a great defense, and they play at a fast pace. This game again is going to be about can Villanova slow KU down? We have the game plan discipline and the toughness to stick to our game plan walk it up the court slow, make time expire, make good possessions, don't have live ball turnovers. Can Villanova do all those little things to not let Kansas get out and run? If this team gets out in transition and runs, they have athletes for days and they will run us off the court. If I'm being completely candid with you, uh, they can run us off the court. They have that ability to do that. That's what they did to Miami. We're obviously a way better team than Miami we can't turn this into a track meet at all let alone the justin moore injury uh but yeah. now we have five players who play significant minutes who are going to all be on the court most of the game yeah and i'm not
1: all that concerned i, I hear you i'm not all that concerned about them being able to get out running jay's proven time and time and time and time again that he's able to dictate the pace um and well yes i understand the speed side of things like that's not typically a bill self style who do you need to know on on kansas they're Two primary guys, Obaji and Christian Braun, are Brown, dude,
0: Brown, Brown, Christian Braun. Whatever. And it's spelled like Braun, but he calls oh, it. Fucking
1: oh, fuck call him, mispronounce his name. Sucks. Um, anyway, both first round, uh projected kind of first round, early second round draft picks for Brown. Uh is supposed to be like a kind of top first round pick. So those are the, the primary guys. Obaji's been around for a while, too um he's a senior super athletic so he can kind of do a bit of everything right he goes inside he goes outside he can shoot the three these guys do shoot the three pretty well they don't shoot a lot of threes though um so doesn't concern me all that much net net but you know we'll see how it shakes out i guess the big question mark in my mind is um how deep do we end up going do you think obviously yeah. you know Cal- caleb slots into the starting lineup now of right course. caleb takes justin's role And so then it's a matter of, okay, how much run is Chris Arch and Brian Antoine getting? And I'd have to, I'm guessing here, you know, I think we're all guessing at this point, but I'd imagine you're going to see far more Antoine than we've seen all tournament, but I still think Jay's going to try to run five players as much as he can.
0: I got to be honest with you. When you come down to the final games of the world series and you're in an elimination game, right? Like, you throw your closer for three innings out of nowhere. Yeah. You, 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 you get, you get, you dry and get as much out of your guys as possible, because if you don't win, you go home. So, so, so you leave it all on the court. I I gotta be honest with you, (laughs) unless there's foul trouble or something like that, like these guys are gonna be ready to go next man up. Like Arch has got to be ready. Totally. Antoine's got to be ready. Um, Patterson or Dada or whatever, it's got to be ready to go to spell some foul trouble. But I think the five starters are going to play, like, 38 minutes. Like, I, I think it's going to be – I think you're going to see a lot of minutes from these guys, and I think Jace is going to ride them. And I think these guys are going to say, I don't care. Like, like I want to play every – like, do you think Colin Gillespie is going to want to come out of this game? Do you think Jermaine Samuel is going to want to come out of this game? Like, Jay might force them to. Yeah. But, like, these guys are going to leave it all on the court. you got two possible games remaining, period. Like <laughs> – You play on Saturday. You win. You play on Monday, and then your and your whole career is over if you're Colin and Jermaine. Yeah,
1: I I don't think for me it's not a question necessarily about the energy level. I think it's just literally going to be about managing fouls at that point, just keeping people in the game. And like, although call what it is, like playing forty minutes is is a lot of fucking basketball. Like people are going to need a breather. So I. Point being, I think you're gonna see a look, li- you're gonna see more than two minutes of Arch is by point, right? Like that's just always played in the past two games. I,
0: I th- but, but but I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is gonna be interesting to see. I don't think over, I'm gonna send it over or under 15 collective minutes between Arch and Brian Antoine. Over or under? What are you picking?
1: 15 collective. Uh I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly over. I think it's gonna be like 17.
0: Okay. I almost re- I almost recalled it and said 17 and a half. Yeah. But like as the over as the over-under. Because I was like, as I was thinking about it, I was like, that's actually not like if you divide it above above. Yeah,
1: that, that's that's basically what I was doing in my head. I was yeah,
0: thinking, you're trying to do the mental math. Yeah. But like, like it is like I really believe that like like Dixon's the one guy who can't who I don't think can go. 39 minutes, right? Like, like, and not to say anything about his conditioning. It's just, it's just a lot of work and he's going to have to go up. He's got the toughest matchup of anybody. He's got 6'10 David McCormick, who's a load. Yeah, McCormick Um,
1: sucks though. He's been around forever. He hasn't done anything uh, aside from, aside from, aside from from punch that guy a
0: few years back. And he's got, and he's got Mitch Lightfoot who's in waiting in the wings who I don't think much of Lightfoot, but like he's got, he's got two big men to kind of rotate in and out and he plays like, say what you want about he, he, he plays,
1: he plays big. That's a fair point.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, and so I think these guys um, have, have, you know, Dixon's going to have his work cut out for him down low and plus we switch. So then he's going to be chasing Remy Martin and Abaji around the court as well. I think Dixon's the one guy I'm worried about on this, which is interesting because our, our main subs are guards. <laughs> I was going to say that that may
1: be what you end up seeing is like Dixon just takes, you know, cause, cause he'll need a breather. So you right. end up, you're going small, and then you've got a little bit more Antoine on Martin something like that, where, like, Antoine's going to tower over him. And Arch would tower over him, too, but I'm sure he'd run by Arch.
0: Right, right. Well, he's going to, yeah, he's going to absolutely fly by Arch. Antoine might be a good spell for that. Um, yeah. You know, Antoine makes some mistakes defensively from a switching standpoint, but but he has the athleticism and the quickness totally. and the lateral quickness to stick with him. Yeah. Uh, so, so, look – you got, you got Remy Martin. Um, you got Ochai Obagi, who's going to be, who is, like, I think a first-team All-American. Um, David McCormack, Christian Brown. Um, then they have Jalen coleman lands, who we know. He used to play at DePaul, so that's a little uh, fun fact there. Um, he transferred out at DePaul. There was actually two DePaul transfers on the court today. You also had Charlie Moore. Um, uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie yeah, Moore. Yeah, Charlie Moore, who actually started
1: his career at Kansas.
0: Yes, started his career at Kansas. I forget where he went after that. He went that Kansas, was, Kansas to Paul Miami. No, I think there was a stop in between. No? Okay. Anyway, the so crazy. Uh, but but they go deep. They they go about let's see five. They go about nine, eight, nine deep. Um, we're gonna go five to seven deep. Um, I, I'd be interested to see does Jay spend two timeouts in the first half, like almost like basically trying to add a little bit of breathers into the i want to i wonder how jay's going to manage this time situation it's just a like such an interesting situation i can't recall a time like villanova teams have never been deep right yeah but i can't recall a time where we've had like five guys
1: (laughs) i know it's it's one of those times we've talked about this all year right we've talked about the depth and it it seems like we've been able to manage it this is now you're at the point you're like i you know, it would have been great if Trey Patterson would have gotten a little bit of run, or it would have been great if Antoine, like, <laughs> would have been gotten great. A little if bit more run, maybe
0: right? we manage pain, manage Jordan Longino's uh, meniscus Dude, injury. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm not a doctor on this. So, and I, and I don't
1: know the extent of the injury, but he had a torn meniscus. Torn meniscus obviously can vary a lot, but like, you can very much play through a torn meniscus depending on the severity of it. That's one. It, 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 I'll give him the benefit of that. It must have been a situation where he's like, there is no way I can play through this. But that's when I'm like, oh, you did the surgery on Friday. Why wouldn't you just wait to do the surgery after the season? Because the recovery time for that is not long at all. Like, this is not a serious surgery for the most part. It is not an Achilles injury. This is arthroscopic surgery. It's got like, I don't know, six to eight week recovery time. You got the whole summer. I didn't quite understand that one there. I do wonder a little bit if they're like, ooh, kind of wish we had that one back, but
2: whatever. Yeah, I mean, This reminds me a little bit of when we had just like, everybody had a broken hand. Yeah. We're like back to broken hand land.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. This has been a star-crossed team to a certain degree. I do think Antoine's going to get a little bit more burn, um, Just out of the pure athleticism play and, and a shooting play. But the other thing is, is that more hurts us in my opinion losing more as 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 great of an offensive player as justin Moore is i'm not worried about scoring points because our game plan is to slow the game down and actually try and prevent points from being scored so we're going to be a rock fighting with everybody so i'm not too worried about it what i'm worried about is executing on the defensive end Uh, because you know the rest of the teams in the country the rest of the teams left want to play fast right like like KU is 61 in adjusted tempo. Duke is 170 in adjusted tempo. Um, North Carolina is 39 in adjusted tempo. All these teams are gonna want to slow us speed us up, and we're gonna want to slow everyone down. We're the slowest, we're by far the slowest team remaining in the in the dance, not even close. So all of them are gonna wanna speed us up, especially because we don't have a lot of guys. Yeah, right. In order to do that, you need to execute defensively because, because if you're limiting the number of possessions mm-hmm. in the game. You yeah. can't have the other team score. That's like, a, like a, a, a premise of the whole thing. When Virginia loses, it bows out early in the tournament or whatever the hell they do. When Virginia loses, it's because it's because they can't keep up with the scoring of the other team and they've let the other team score more. So it's like, I know it sounds very basic, but like if you play a slow tempo, you have to execute on both ends of the court because you just have a limited number of possessions to do it. Yeah. So, so in order for us to do this, we have to be good defensively. Justin Moore is our, arguably have been our best defender this season. Yeah. He's arguably been the difference maker that sent this team to uh, another level defensively. Um, and I've enjoyed watching him at the defensive end. He always comes up with a key block, he comes up with a key board, et cetera. So like more on the defensive end is the thing that I'm worried about. You can make up with that up for that with some level of athleticism, which is why I think Antoine might rejump arch. Like mm. I know we talk about floor ceiling and that whole yeah. debate. And like there's no debate that Diakono has a higher floor than Antoine yeah. does, but there's no debate that Antoine has a much higher ceiling than Arch does. Yeah. And so do, do, does Jay pull Antoine aside and go, Brian, I know it's been a tough season. You have your opportunity. I'm gonna yeah. play you. Like, yeah. like be ready to go. I need you to focus on the switches. Yeah. Right. Like, and they're just switching like all week long all to try. Time. to to figure
1: it
0: out. Yeah. Uh, It's the name of the game. Uh, Look, we're going to have a breakdown. We're going to have another podcast coming this week to do a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown, but right off, shoot from the hip. What do you got as a prediction?
1: Uh, I think we win this one. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm not picking
0: against Nova at this point. No, we're Um, not picking against Villanova. Like Villanova in our mind, we could all just sit this on the table. Now, Villanova's winning the national championship, even though I'll be free to admit that I have no more expectations of this team. And, and, all of the pressure is on everybody else
2: yeah to- totally agree. <laughs> yeah, um, those
0: two things stated what's your prediction for this game uh,
1: 68 62 nova
0: I like it I think it's actually good I think we're gonna like really terrorize them from like a scoring standpoint I'm going I'm going 62 to um, 58 Villanova next 62 58 yeah just just get ready rock chalk root canal baby. Like get excited, Kansas! We are going oh. to send you to the fucking dentist.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Amazing! Like,
0: like that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the brand of this team, and we're going to make it happen. Phenomenal! All right, all right. I think we I think we got a podcast, I got a podcast in the books.
1: I think so. Like you said, we're going to be bringing you more content throughout the week. We'll be out there pushing it on the socials. Um, but stay tuned, keep checking the feed. At least a couple more podcasts dropping. I mean, it's final four week. We're giving the people what they want. You want
0: the content. We're giving you the content. That's exactly right, Rob. Awesome. Okay. Check us out at the full 40. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Hello. We're on the TikTok. We're on the TikTok. Okay. It's really Um,
2: good. Our last video is really good.
0: It got um, good traction. It is really good. Check us out. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube. Rate, Rate and review us. Rate and review smash the subscribe button. (laughs) I love when people say that. Just smash that subscribe button, right? Like, I love it. Uh, But thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, let's go Nova.